everybody, and welcome to the Makers of Minnesota podcast, where we talk to cool people doing cool things. I first ran across Jess Berglund when I was at a festival outside of Able Brewing, and right away, I noticed these cool vintage glasses, and they were filled with different types of candles, and I was quick to discover that Flicker and Fizz is not only a candle maker, but a fellow cocktail lover. Welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Yeah, Jess, this is a really cute and clever idea. So tell me how you got started. Yeah, yeah. So I think I have to start with like my love of vintage glassware. Like I have been shopping for it, sourcing it, obsessing over it for years. And like, I joke with a lot of my friends because every time I go thrifting or antiquing, I'm like, do you, I found these, do you like them? Do you want them? Yeah. I just need a reason to buy it just because it satisfies this like thing inside of yeah, me. For sure. have it. Um, and for myself, I usually buy it for like theme parties that I throw. So I'm always like looking for really unique glasses to fit the theme that I want to entertain around. And um, then I kind of realized that they could become these really cool candle vessels and that the the cocktail pairing side of it really creates this neat uh, kind of at-home curated experience for people to enjoy. Um, and it's, it's kind of my way of like bundling this passion for like theme parties into a concise gift, I guess, <laughs> yeah. for lack of a better term. So well, you sound pretty fun. So let's just start there. <laughs> like what kind of themed parties are you having and why just for fun? Um, so every year on my birthday, I throw myself a wild, like themed birthday bash and, it's so my birthday is February 1st. And the only reason that that is important is that like, there is nothing else to look forward to in Minnesota that time of year. It's like holidays are over. New Year's is coming gone. You're in a month into your New Year's resolutions. D nights are long. And like, yeah. you just need a reason to get out and gather in a fun and creative way. And like, it's, it's something, let's see, how many years have I been doing this now? 13, I think. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I just turned 37 this year. And I think I started with my either 23rd or 24th birthday. Um, and yeah, it's just all of my friends now have just become gung ho over kind of picking out their ensembles and like none of them even dress up for Halloween. It's like, no, no, no. Like we don't, we don't do Halloween, but Jess's birthday, like we'll go all out. So, so yeah, it's really, <laughs> is it always like a vintage theme? Um, not necessarily. So this past year I threw, I call it my art party. So everyone had to dress up as like a famous work of art or artist or something along those lines. And so, um, so yeah, for the glassware side of it, I just, I had like all these little vignettes and then the themed drinks to go with them. A lot of them were champagne based. So I kind of had done like all my really cute, um, like turn of the century etched coupes and yes. some crazy colored ones. Like actually here, I, I actually, these like blue iridescent ones. Oh yes. Kind of really cool. Um, 
So yeah, it's, it's, I love that it kind of just runs the gamut of, of whatever I can find and however I can bring life to it. Okay. So you buy this vintage glass Mm -hmm. and then you make a candle Yep. and you pair it with a cocktail. So is the candle smelling like the cocktail is it's just, no, okay. No. So I, I like to tell people that the pairing is more so meant to create a certain vibe or ambiance versus like, this is an old fashioned candle. It smells like your old fashioned. Like that's not really my goal. You're not Yankee candle. No, we're not Yankee candle, but it's like, okay, I like to have, you know, when I'm drinking an old fashioned or Manhattan, like what's the vibe that I want to set for that? Kind of smoky, um, fiery, just like chill and just warm um so like ambery cinnamon yep yep exactly and so so yeah they're meant to kind of go with one another not smell and or taste like one another got it it. okay that's great so you have different versions how many of these do you have so far um so right now for spring and summer I have five main ones that I'm doing. And I just debuted a new one this year. Um, and then I have some like year round ones too, that um, kind of can, can sort of transcend season and be sort of um, popular year round. But yeah, for s- summer and spring seasonal, I have a couple of like really great bright citrusy ones that are paired with, um, so actually the candle is called Citrus Fig. And then the um, cocktail pairing that I have for that is a basil fig smash. Um, So it's basically bourbon with basil leaves and fig jam that you muddle with lime juice and you top it with ginger beer. So it just like, it's a great uh, like patio party kind of um, drink. And same with, same with the candle scent. Like it's just a, feels like summer to me. So were you a mixologist or how did you come up no. with the cocktail part? It, it honestly stems from just how much entertaining I do and like wanting a reason to like do this cocktail or this cocktail. And it like, I have a couple in my back pocket that I've been like, all right, I really want to do this cocktail. What are, when do I want to do it? What, what kind of scent do I want to build around it? And it's like, I have to have everything like aligned in my head to like yeah. really be gung-ho about it. <laughs> so you have your website, Flickr and Fizz, and then I know mm-hmm. you do pop-up markets. Are you yeah. also in retail locations? Yeah. So I'm just starting to get into retail locations. Um, I am the the resident candle maker at Oleo Vintage in um, Northeast Minneapolis. And then I have a couple of retail partners where I've done some like private label sort of stuff for them. Um, all in the vintage glassware. I have like these really cool, like big decorative pieces versus like the cocktail glassware type yep. stuff that I do for them. But yeah, can, and I've, I'm sort of building my arsenal of retail partnerships right now. So yeah. Is this full-time work for you? And were you an artist before or tell me about that? Yeah, I've always been a creative. Um, It's not a full-time thing. So I'm hoping I can build it up to that point. Um, 
but yeah, I've always had a creative side and uh, my, my dad was a high school art teacher for years and years. And so I think, um, yeah, that, that side of me has always been present and I knew I wanted to be, um, like a creative entrepreneur for a long time. Like that stirring was within me and I just didn't know what it was going to be until I had this like harebrained scheme for Flickr and Fizz. And honestly, like as soon as lightning struck, I had it all pulled together in like 10 minutes because it was just like, it was like, yes, this is what yep. it needs to be. And it was like, I was just waiting for that moment and that lightning to strike. And it kind of has just fallen into place since then. So, so the lightning strikes and then did you have money set aside or how did you fund your business initially? And is it spend cash and carry as you go? Yep. Yep. We've, I've just kind of bootstrapped from the beginning and, um, just doing what I can and moving things forward. And yeah. Have you had some show, you do a lot of shows. Have you had mm-hmm. shows that have been like a bust or that you didn't get the value out of them? And yeah. have any advice for makers that like, how do you choose what to do? Right. Um, it's a, honestly a lot of trial and error. And I've been really fortunate to make a lot of friends with fellow vendors and just building a network of support to ask like, Hey, I'm thinking about doing this event. Have you done it? Um, would you recommend doing it again? You know, that kind of thing. And just being able to have those open and honest, um, conversations with my colleagues has been invaluable. Really? What what percentage of your business is between Thanksgiving and new year's? Oh my gosh. Uh, probably a quarter. Of it. Oh, I would have thought it would be more. Um, yeah, I mean, that is my bread and butter um, time of year. And so this is my, I'm only entering into my like second full time year of having the full like gauge yep. of seasons. Um, but yeah, I'd say, I'd say in the realm of like 25 to 40%. So if you have your full-time work or your job, like your paying job, and then this is, we'll call this like you're on your way to (laughs) being more than a hobby job. Like you must work every day during the high season. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much from end of September through the end of the year, I am like not available. (laughs) Hustle, hustle, hustle. Yeah, it is. It is. How do you source your glass or are you just on the vintage finds and people now know to look for you? And yeah, um, I source all over the place, honestly. Like I I thrift a lot of it, um, antique malls, estate sales. And I I have started getting people who find me at shows and they're like, I wish I would have known you exist, like because we just cleaned out my my grandmother's my mother's like yep. china cabinet are you and or you know if they have those family pieces so i'm like yeah like take my information like i'm happy to <laughs> happy to clear out all of all of these pieces for cuz like a lot of people just don't know what to do with it it's yeah you know we don't entertain with 16 piece glassware settings anymore i do but, but... <laughs> sure <laughs> sure i'm weird like you <laughs> But um, like, especially younger generations, like don't have space for it either. 
but having like a pair of two, like that's manageable. So once the candle is burned out, do you Mm -hmm. like help people figure out how to clean it out so that they can use the glassware and how do you advise them? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's because that's my whole goal is I want people to then enjoy the pair of glasses afterwards. And I do. So every set I um, have comes with a little stationary pack that includes the vintage information specific to those glasswares, the um, the cocktail recipe, and then instructions on how to clean that out. So I'm not leaving anyone stranded. Um, but basically what I recommend is like line, crumple a piece of tin foil and line the bottom of a baking dish and then do a low temp oven around like 150 or so and just turn your candle upside down. So it, it'll drain out and then you can wipe it clean after the, after it cools down. I love it. Okay. So if I'm looking at your studio right now, is there like one like signature glass that you don't have trouble finding that always is like your staple? Yes. Um, let me grab a couple. Sure. So cute. I'm just looking at all of her great items in the background. All of her scents that she's got. Oh, like that was a glass that was in like every Ponderosa. Yeah. So this style, um, so this is an amber version, but the the line is called Park Lane. It's by a company called Colony Glass. And I can usually find that pretty readily available, like in a wide spectrum of colors. So like I have a lot of the amber ones right now that I'm gearing up for like fall. Yes. Type, excuse me, fall type stuff, but I've seen them. I've done them in blue a lot. I've done clear ones as well, Um, but I usually always have those. And then um, this one is Wexford by Anchor Hawking, which was, um, when was this produced? Um, I think they started in 1968 and discontinued around like 1998 or so. Um, but I actually found someone's, this was a Facebook marketplace find where I, I basically got someone's grandmother's entire collection. So I yep. have, I think I have like 24 in this is like the big wine glass. I have 24 of the small wine glass, 24 tumblers. Cute. Kind of the whole thing. And then the last one that I find pretty readily available is, um, this is called Longchamp by a company called Crystal, Crystal d'Arc. It's a French, I'm butchering that, but it's a French company. Um, this was, so the, it started, this whole pattern started because it was, it was made to be an affordable China, um, for, for people who didn't want or couldn't afford like the really fine stuff, but wanted something upscale. Um, So this was really a mass produced China starting in like 1977 or so. I feel like my mom has that whole set. Yeah. It it was really, really common. And um, a lot of people, so I have, I have that in the wine glasses. I've got low balls of it. Um, They, they make probably my favorite champagne coupe because it's like really wide and has a really squat base that is just 
fantastic for not only drinking, but also it makes a great candle shape too. Yes. Oh, I love it. All right. Well, it has been a blast to get to know you. If I find glassware, I will text you and be yeah, like, absolutely. Hey, I see this. Congratulations on finding something that's not only like creative, cool in my realm with the cocktails and the food pairings, but also like that is a reusable situation. And yeah. like, you're just bringing joy with the candle and then the joy of the glassware and then the joy of the potential of like entertaining and what that looks like. I love it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Thank Super you. Super cute. Thanks for being <laughs> with me today on Makers of Minnesota, Jeffs. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Yeah. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Okay, Bye-bye.